Hi, and welcome to the Stars and the Moon podcast. It has been about six weeks since my introductory episode, um, so I definitely took a break there, like I said in my first episode. Um, I didn't know how often I would be posting um, or how this podcast would even go. So far, no views. I also haven't shared it with anybody. Um, I kind of just want to see how God works in this, and if he compels me to share it, um, then I will. Um, But there's so many personal things I speak about, and I don't want um, too many people to get the wrong impression in my life um, that I'm upset about these things, um, or upset with them in some way. So that's a discussion for a bigger time. Like I said, I just want to be open and honest with you guys. I'd like to start um, posting every Sunday, um, but we'll we'll see how that goes. I make plans and God changes them. Um, So I'm, I'm glad you guys are here and along for this crazy ride. Um, so today I was in my Bible app, um, And like I've told everyone at my church this week, um, because we had a a sermon question about how um, do you seek God every day? Um, And for me, I put my Bible app in my social media folder. So (laughs) every time I open that up, and you have to realize I'm I'm about to be 24, okay? So every time I open that up, I have to decide between seeking God's word and scrolling through Instagram or Facebook. Now, of course, I follow a lot of Christian um, sites on Facebook and Instagram, so they are full of Bible verses and prayers and things like that, Um, but it's definitely different and not as substantial and fulfilling as seeking God's Word. So, um, I got home from church and um, ate lunch, turned the TV on, I'm obsessed with medical shows, and you know, I just stopped the commercial. I thought I needed to go to my app, so I went to the Uversion Bible app, which I love, and I started on the Daily Story. Um, I just felt drawn to it. Um, originally, I was going to do the de- one of my devotionals I had for the day, but I felt drawn to this, and the verse for the day is Proverbs sixteen three. And it says, commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. And I've read that verse a million times, I will tell you. Um, and, and I find myself um, realizing this the more and more I read my Bible while I'm seeking God and while he is growing my faith and while I'm persevering um, through the strength and grace he gives me through trials um, and and developing that endurance that the Bible speaks of, I am learning that um, I can read a Bible verse and understand it. Somebody can tell me what it means or I can just kind of intuit what it means. But then you read it again and you understand it. And, and anyone who's experienced that, or even outside of the Bible, if you've experienced, um, you know, just somebody tells you a life lesson, your parents, you know, um, that's kind of how I can think about it. Your parents tell you, you know, don't do this, um, this will happen. And you understand that concept, but then you live through it and you understand it. 
Um, And so I think as we start to live our lives towards God, we get this deeper understanding of what he means in the Bible instead of this surface level. Um, And of course, the surface level has so much value because it can direct our paths and maybe keep us from understanding um, in true life experience some of those lessons um, because his word does protect us from certain things. Um, But we are also called to experience a lot of those things. So in this topic of... Um, focusing your plans on God's plans and them succeeding. I I kind of always had this understanding of that verse as, you know, I just need to focus my plans on the things that God would approve of, um, the things he speaks about in the Bible, and those will succeed. And so I've, I've been working on doing that. I'm not perfect by any means. But then I read it today Um, And to give you some context, I recently um, was asked if I wanted to start singing um, in our church's worship group. And this is something I've wanted to do for a while. Um, Fears kind of always held me back. um, But I've also been afraid of, you know, pursuing it um, because I didn't want pride to get in the way of my worship. Um... So when I was asked that, you know, I I sort of let all those feelings exist. Um, I didn't say yes right away. And I sort of just told God, you know, if this is what you want me to do, um, make it happen. You know, I'm not going to follow up. You know, this person said, you know, well, let's get you seen, blah, blah, blah. But there wasn't a plan set. So I wasn't going to um, go up to her on Sunday and say, Hey, uh, remember we talked about this? I really want to do it. You know, um, I was going to let God make it happen. Um, and sometimes he uses us to make things happen, but I think a lot of times we assume we need to do something to make God's plan happen. And that's just not the case. And so today things kind of slowly started falling into place and they're still not set in stone. Um, and I'm still just going to ride the wave and let it happen because I enjoy worshiping God from, um, the, the congregation. I enjoy it. Um, but if he is calling me to serve, then he is calling me to serve. Um, and I will experience that journey with him. So all of that is to say, I came to a new understanding of that verse um, that says, you know, align your plans with God and they will succeed. Because I didn't plan that. I let him plan it. So while yes, aligning your plans for your future with things that God considers good and right and just is a great thing to do. Sometimes aligning our plans with God means letting go of the reins and letting him pull us into alignment with him instead of us trying to pull ourselves into alignment with him. You know, it says, Jesus says his yoke is easy to bear. Um, I recently learned that a yoke is basically um, this device that holds two animals together um, that are pulling something. And so if one animal is larger than the other or smaller than the other, it can be painful for one animal. So instead of us fighting to 
lift ourselves up to Jesus. Let's take his easy yoke that is easy to bear because he came down to us. He doesn't want us to fight to be his caliber. He wants us to get out of our own way and let him make us in his image, just as he did in the beginning. So we we don't have to sit here and stress about, okay, I want a new job. What is a job that God is going to want me to have? What is a job that's going to serve? Um, I want to have a family. What is the way that's going to serve God best? I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to serve God in the best way possible. Those are wonderful things to think about. And of course, we all have that planning instinct in me. I am a planner. But I think the important thing is, is to have those plans, but to give the reins to God. And he's going to align them. We don't have to stress about our plans aligning with God because if we're truly trusting him and truly giving over to him, then he is going to align us with his plans. It's as simple as seeking him. And he answers. Oh, he answers. And it's amazing. I have been lost for a long time. And I continue to be lost in many ways. And God continues to find me in many ways and reveal more ways that I'm lost. And there's always growth. And sometimes you feel like you're not making any progress. I remind you to look back. I urge you to really look back on your life. um, and, And since you started a journey of truly following Christ. And I want you to see where you came from. Because... Sometimes we get so fixed on the future. The devil wants us to be fixed on the future, right? Because the future is stressful and it's unknown. Um, and it, it causes us to make mistakes. Um, but if we just look at the past, and I'm not saying be fixed on your past because God has forgiven your past if you have repented um, and you were following him. But it is important to look on your past to see the work that God has done to realize that that's his reputation and he's not going to change. He's only going to grow more important in your life as you let him, as you open up and give more control to him. And, And I think sometimes we feel as if we're not making any progress. That's only because we're never going to reach Jesus. We we're never going to. That's why he came down to us. So as we grow in him, the distance between us and him doesn't really shorten, but the distance between us and the world, it expands. And I think that's what we're seeking to do when we align our plans with God, is to shorten the distance. But we can't do that. So what we have to focus on is just pull away from the world, pull away from the world, seek God, Seek Jesus, seek the Father, seek the Savior, and He is going to align you with His plan. You don't have to align your plans with Him. It doesn't work that way. And trust me, I try it so many times that all it does is fail. Right now, my marriage, 
My marriage is a disaster. I've been separated from my husband for two years, and there are faults on both sides, and I've done some things I need to be forgiven for. Um, and so, yes, I pray for my husband, and my church prays for my husband, and my friends pray for my husband, and I hope my family prays for my husband. But I came to this realization that I've been trying to fix my marriage um, because that is something that God, you know, approves of. Um, that's something that is good in God's eyes. It's your commitment to your marriage. Um, it's one of the the biggest and best commitments you'll you'll make, um, and it reflects Jesus's relationship with the church. And so. You know, I thought, you know, well, I'm doing what God wants me to do. So I am in alignment with his plan. And I have realized today after a wonderful sermon at my church um, on Ruth, actually, and how she followed God, that I'm really not. Um, They talked about Hesed love, which um, is the combination of love and commitment. And I realized, you know, yes, I love my husband. Yes, I am committed to him. But why? I was seeking after this, some approval from God. um, Some, you know, I was obedient. Pat on the back that I'm giving myself. I wasn't seeking it in other people. So I was like, you know, I'm doing good. You know, I'm not trying to get a pat on the back from everybody else. But I was seeking it from within myself. And I would say that's probably the most dangerous thing you can do. Um, And it's so deceptive because you think, you know, just like giving, you know, God says, you know, Jesus said, don't even let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. And that's the same in everything, you know. I'm doing this, you know, working on my marriage. And it doesn't look selfish to the world. But boy, am I being selfish. I want my marriage to work because I don't have to be alone for the rest of my life. I want my marriage to work because it means I won't fail. I won't have failed. And I want my marriage to work because... I'm determined to be obedient to God. And and the last one is less selfish, but there's still um, a selfish nature in there because it's it's like I was obedient to God. I did a good job um, when that's just what I was made to do. There's no pat on the back for it. It's what I was made to do. Um, so where do I go from that realization is the difficult part. And, and I sit and I think... And I think that verse really brought me into alignment. Um, And God really spoke to me in that verse. And I have to stop trying to fix my marriage. All I have to do is be obedient. So that means not filing for divorce. That means avoiding lust. Um, because if you even lust after someone, you commit adultery. And, and that is a struggle when you've been separated for two years. I will be honest. And you're only 23 going on 24. Um, lust is a difficult thing. Um, and it's not always sexual lust. A lot of times it's just love lust. You know, lusting after the idea of being in love and falling in love and 
all the things that come with being, you know, a 23, 24-year-old woman, um, you know, you see your friends getting married and having families, and I find myself lusting after that if I meet a guy um, who fits the ideal of what I would want in a Christian husband. Um, And I think a lot of Christian women struggle with that, but I'm married. Um, So it's a whole other story for me. So all I have to do is be obedient, guard myself against lust, do not stray from my husband, and show him hesed love, which is love and commitment. What I need to not do is seek satisfaction from him. I, I have to stop the I miss you texts because those do not show hesed love to him. Those show a weakness in me, um, a place of loneliness in me, um, and the devil exploits those. I cannot force him to forgive me. I cannot... I can't do anything, to be honest. And I have to stop trying. Not that I lose hope in my marriage. It's just that I give the reins for fixing my marriage back to God. So I've started a um, three confirmation plus one (laughs) uh, rule. So anytime I want to say anything to my husband, send him a text, give him a call anything I say God bring this to my mind a second time and then I go do something else if it comes to my mind a second time the same exact thought and idea I say God bring this to my mind a third time um, and that will be my sign so then I do something else it comes to my mind a third time I say God give me a final sign that this is what you want me to do and guess what? I don't get that final sign. <laughs> and that's not because I ran out of signs. It's because it coming back to my brain was me. It wasn't God. Um, and you see that in the Bible, in the Old Testament especially. Um, people asking, you know, for for multiple signs. And then asking for another one for confirmation. And I don't think we should do that necessarily all the time. There are times it's very clear what God is telling us to do. But I think in areas where so many emotions are involved, um, you know, like David and Goliath, you know, he asked for multiple signs. And I think he did that because he was afraid his pride was deceiving him um, or his eagerness to be seen or heard or powerful was deceiving him. I think in those moments, God wants to give us a sign if if he is the one truly calling us to something. I think he values that, um, that we, we're on guard against our emotions, and he sees that. So obviously in cases where it's very clear what God is telling you to do, I don't think you need to test the Lord. But I think in cases where so many emotions are involved, like in trying to reconcile a marriage, um, that giving up control to God 
means being on guard against your emotion and asking for those signs before you act. Um, And it slows you down and it gives God the room to work and it gets you out of your own way. And honestly, it reduces a lot of hurt emotions because you're not constantly being rejected, at least in my case, which is great. So I guess I would just wrap this up by saying I hope everyone is having a wonderful Sunday. I hope you all had sermons that moved you. Um, If you want to check out my church, it's gracelr.com. We have all our sermons online. They're wonderful. Um, I love my church. Um, It's a great community of people. You're very supportive and forgiving and graceful. Um, And I would say that if you take anything away from this, And, you know, God just kind of compelled me to start speaking. Honestly, I don't even know what I said 10 minutes ago at the beginning of this. I'm just, I'm trying to let him speak through me. So if my thoughts seem sort of scattered, um, that might be why. But I hope some part of this is allowing you to give up control of something in your life. That you, you haven't been trying to control it based off of what the world says. But you are still guilty of trying to control something, even though you're trying to control it in what God says. And God invites us to give up that control. If we were able to follow God perfectly and incite his plans, he wouldn't have sent Jesus. He wouldn't have given us the Holy Spirit. It wouldn't have been necessary But we do not have the wisdom. We do not have the capability. We have to find that humility that says, nothing I do can fix this. And sometimes God does call us to do things that fix something. And that's something that you have to use discernment with the Holy Spirit to figure out yourself. But I'm talking about those situations where you've been trying and trying and you think you're following God's path and nothing is happening and you're just getting more hurt and more frustrated. I invite you to take a look at it And see if you are truly giving the situation to God or if you're just trying to control it in a way that you think God will approve of. Because you're still trying to control it and you'll never do that. You cannot fix everything and that is okay. So I invite you today, take the leap with me, because I'm taking this leap right along with you. I have been trying to control my marriage, trying to control fixing it. Even though I'm doing it along with what God says, I'm still trying to control it. And I don't know, I'm not perfect in following him. I can't give perfect love. I can't give perfect commitment. I can strive to, but I can't do it perfectly. And the only thing that's going to fix my marriage is perfect love and perfect plans from God. So take the leap with me. Whatever it is that you have been working towards, give it to God. Say, God, forgive me for my pride. Forgive me for thinking that I can follow your word so perfectly that I can fix this. Help me to surrender it to you today. Help me to give this plan to you and let go of the reins. Help me seek confirmation from you 
when my emotions cloud what could or could not be your calling. And Lord, I pray that you will give that confirmation to me. And forgive me if I ever go too far in testing you. I only do so because I don't trust my emotions and I want to keep on guard from them in obedience to you, Lord. I pray this in your name and I am handing back the reins on this situation to you, God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you guys for listening to me today. I pray that you were able to find worship in the Lord and to find some peace in giving up control. I encourage you to continue to pray on whatever's on your heart and whatever you need to give up control over. If anybody has prayer requests, please send them my way. And I hope to see you next Sunday. We'll see where the Lord takes us. I pray the Lord watches over you. In Jesus, God and the Holy Spirit, go in peace. Amen.